Welcome back, students, to the Lore of the Iron Kingdoms with me, Professor Castor. And another thank you to Privateer Press for letting us read their phenomenal lore on the subject. Today, we are actually going to be going over the heavy living war beast of Circle Oberos. Also, if you could, at the beginning of this video, please like, subscribe, and do all that stuff that you normally do for our videos, because that does help us reach more viewers and increase the class size, which is always something that we're trying to go after. After looking at all of the archives and compiling up the every large war beast, well, living war beast for Circle Obros, I very quickly realized that they're all satyrs. Of course, minus the warp wolves, but warp wolves are more people that have been transformed into war beasts rather than just, you know, something that naturally occurs in the wild, which, you know, I'm very interested in, actually. And the other war beasts that they have are dogs and griffins, which, you know, I don't know if any of you have ever carried a bird, but usually they're pretty light to begin with, and dogs don't usually get that tall. Unless, of course, they're a warp wolf, but again, not really a dog. Alrighty, let's begin. The first satyr we're going to be starting with is the Narahorn satyr, Circle Heavy War Beast. All satyrs are powerful creatures, embodying unyielding strength, but no breed among them focuses sheer kinetic force more effective than the gnarl horn. A gnarl horn satyr at a dead run employs its massive horns to ram foes with steel buckling power. Creatures naive enough to confront satyr inevitably receive a bone shattering response that sends them flying like a ragdoll. And such crushing encounters also take place between males vying for mates and territory. The mountains they call home are littered with broken bodies of those who agitated these towering beasts. Blackclads have gone to great length to hide the creatures from civilization. There are wilderness tribes who hold satyrs in high regard, recognizing their intelligence and strength, but not so among city dwellers. Believing satyrs to be an embodiment of the devourer worm, such humans have hunted them at every opportunity. Looking at you, Alton Ashley, but he hunts every war beast, just because he enjoys hunting them. The Circle Obros has worked to preserve them, using mystical techniques to hide their tracks and obscure their remote dens. Because satyrs will not abide mistreatment of those with whom they have bonded, the Circle uses them as a personal guardian. Threatening a druid protected by a satyr provokes immediate reprisal. First, the thunderous sound of hoofbeats, followed by the creature lowering its head to strike with enough force to turn bones into jelly. I've gone up against these guys, well at least this particular satyr, numerous times and tell you the counter slam usually throws either myself, thank goodness I have power armor, or my warjacks around like they're a little more than just playthings on the battlefield. So these guys are always something to watch out for because they hit hard, they hit fast, and you know, having the counter slam ability really does allow them to control the field wherever they are. Moving on, moving on to Riphorn Satyrs, Circle Heavy War Beast. Riphorn Satyrs are intimidating beasts with vicious temperaments. They show more cunning than other satyrs, but are every bit as fierce, smashing into their enemies, pushing them back, and breaking their lines and formations. Once they close with the enemies, these satyrs slash brutally with their bladed gauntlets at any foe still standing, heaving aside any that somehow survived their initial assault. Even fewer herds of riphorns roam the wilds compared to the other breeds of satyr maintained by the druids of the Circle Obros. Wild riphorns are notable for being one of the few varieties to use simple tools and build structures, however crude. The druids consider riphorns highly intelligent by the standard of the species, so it was only natural they take a deep interest in preserving these remaining herds. 
Riphorn selected an accompanied druids and more receive simple bladed gauntlets and are taught to use them in lieu of brute force that most of their kind prefer. Even with their natural disposition to learning, the stubborn and belligerent satyrs do not always take well to training. The druids are careful not to breed out those traits altogether. However, as they value the beast, they are not only cunning, but also capable of being stirred to violence for their cause. I've actually never gone up against a riphorn, thank goodness, because those bladed gauntlets look like they are painful. Also, these creatures are noted for their aggression, so they don't have to be forced to jump into battle or charge in at any given moment. And of course, they are a satyr, so, you know, horns are definitely a thing that you also have to watch out for with these guys, giving them three melee attacks, which is always something you don't want to see in the game field or in the field in general. Moving on. Let's talk about the Shadowhorn Satyr, Circle Heavy Warbeast. Satyrs are elusive creatures that have endured by avoiding mankind. Only recently have the druids called them forth from their remote lairs in the mountains and forests to join the battles abroad. Of the numerous hardy satyr breeds, some are better equipped for warfare than others. The swift and agile Shadowhorns have entered the fray with particular enthusiasm. Shadowhorns possess a slender build than other satyrs, but their energetic personalities are even more aggressive and they display a particular savage glee when closing with the enemy. The Shadowhorns' love of battle is evident even in their clashes in the wilds. As with other satyrs, many of these contests take place between mature males competing for a mate. Though their bodies are leaner than those of most of their cousins, their nimble athleticism makes them capable of impressive feats in combat, particularly as they use the momentum of the attacker against it. Where areas the gnarl horns clash head-to-head with ear-splitting impacts, the shadow horns engage by leaping martial dances, springing off tree trunks to fly past one another in blurs of motion. Foes that close with the shadow horn are often quickly sent sailing through the air, their bodies slamming into the nearest tree with a shattering impact. I'm glad I've never had to go up against these rabbit-like satyrs. These guys are incredibly quick compared to their cousins, and they have the ability to leap off tree trunks and over other models on the field, so these guys create all sorts of havoc to any kind of army that you have, because these guys are agile, they can get to where they need, and they can be annoying from every direction. And then they can close in on you super quick, making them all the more fun. Moving on. Let's talk about our first character satyr of the bunch, Vrenos, the Elder Horn, Circle Satyr Heavy Warbeast. Once every few centuries, a satyr with exceptional potential and a gift of magic rises from among its kind. These beings are revered as shamans and champions, each a blessing bestowed upon the herd. Vrenos, the Elder Horn, is one of these, an ancient and wizened satyr grown gray and stooped by the weight of almost three centuries. Vrenos commands primordial magic harnessing the eldritch natural forces of raw elemental power. In his youth, Brynos was a powerful primitive shaman, leading one of the largest herds of its kind, high in the Wormwall Mountains. Any that threatened the herd, he repelled with blasts of summoned storm winds and deadly blows from his cudgel, a crude weapon fashioned from stout oak. With Brynos as their defender, his herd thrived as no other. In time, his mystic capabilities were recognized by the black-clads tending herds in the region, who noted the particularly interest ability to dampen and disperse the magic of others. Such formidable powers had a clear and obvious application against the Circle's many enemies. Convinced the druids would protect his ward, 
Brynos left to serve a dozen different masters, and each warlock left an imprint on his mind, as a stone on the river's edge it shaped over time by the currents. Brynos' intellect and magical talents were gradually refined. Over many years he met and bonded with the most powerful blackclads of the Southern Dominion. Eventually, Brynos entered the service of a particular forceful master, Morvana the Autumn Blade. The night she first appeared before him, she overawed him with her arcane power and commanding presence. The mighty satyr bowed low, prostrating himself before the powerful druid. Brynos offered himself in service of the Autumn Blade, desiring only to lend his power to hers. In the decades since, Brynos has been Morvana's most reliable and constant sentinel. When not required elsewhere, he guards the innermost areas of her fog-shrouded dominion, a major ley-line conjunction of tremendous potency. Though his youthful vigor is fading memory, his mind remains remarkably cunning. He has reshaped his original club into a rune-carved staff to support his bent frame, and his age often deceives Morvana's rivals. Though ancient, Brynos is still strong, and he continues to leave the bodies of those who oppose his mistress twisted and broken on the battlefield, sent to the afterlife by his primal magic, or broken by swift blows of his heavy staff or gnarled horns. I think this might be the first war beast I've ever seen who actually has magic ability spells, and not like warping, but actual spells that he uses. Which really notes that satyrs are way more intelligent than most other war beasts. He is very protective of Nirvana. Right now, his at least in Mark 3, his bond to her allows him to heal her when he kills somebody, and also when he is damaged, she heals her again, which is kind of weird, but eh, he is very, very protective of her, I guess. And his magic abilities right now include Condition, which allows him to add and remove Fury off other war beasts, uh, Purifying, so he can remove any kind of continuous effects in his range, and then Ravaging Wind, which is a utilizing the wind as a weapon, which is awful. Also, he has his crazy strong horns and his oaken staff, which can do all sorts of terrible things. I've never had to go up against him. I've never had to really go up against Mervana either. Thank goodness. I hear she's very manipulative as a commander on the battlefield. And if you are fighting her, good luck to you. If she has her, if she has her Brunos the Elder Horn. Good luck tenfold. Alrighty, class. Well, that will do it for the living heavy war beast of the Circle Obros. And another thank you to Privateer Press for letting us read their phenomenal lore. And as always, please like, subscribe, comment. Let me know how I'm doing. Let me know if you want to chit chat about any particular things in your hobby or about your favorite war beast. I would love to chit chat about all of that. And as always, homework, please tell your friends and fellow gamers about this podcast slash YouTube channel so we can get a, a bigger following, increase the class size, and keep this class train rolling. And as always, class dismissed.